you were here last night, if you're here this morning, all I can say is thank you, Lori, from the bottom of my heart for the last four or five years, I guess it's been, the walk that I've had because of the walk that you have. Honestly. Lori, I think, look at Lori. She's like a guide. Not like a preacher. You're like a guide. You know? You're not fixing things for me. You're helping me find my way. And my way is, is the path that you were talking about yesterday. She's a heck of a guide. Should I say more? You want to tell a little bit about yourself tonight? Yeah. Please. Kiefer. Yeah, small. <laughs> There it is. Yeah, what I want to learn tonight is how you found the path. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> well, good evening, beautiful church family again. You guys are so, I can't get over just how beautiful you are. I have no tablet tonight. I have no, no notes. No notes. I just have um, what's in my heart. And I just feel like... Um, to start off tonight, for whoever was here last night, do you remember the question that the Lord asked you? How much do you want of me? And I feel like he wants me to ask you again. How much do you want of him? Because he wants you to have all of him. He really does. And I just feel like... Um, Tonight, I haven't really even told you anything about me. I mean, I don't know if you care to know anything about me, but I believe in, in me sharing about me and my journey that the Lord has had me on. It's A lot of it has come through encounter with Him. And some of the things I'm going to share with you might sound crazy, but... You could, you could take it up with the Lord <laughs> and ask him if what I'm speaking is the truth. Because um, some of you don't know me. I know a lot of you know me. But um, because I believe tonight 
is a night of encounter. And I, I just, part of the ways God uses me is by bringing people into encounters with a loving God. A beautiful, holy, holy, loving God. And that's why I didn't come up right away because I was just captivated with his beauty, just saying, holy are you, God. And I just saw him. I literally had a vision of Jesus. And I saw him here above you and just smiling down. He was smiling down at you. And it just made my heart so happy. It made my heart so happy because he's just so pleased with all of you. So I actually grew up um, Catholic. I grew up in the Catholic Church. My parents always took me to church. Um, I, ever since I was in third grade, I actually read the Word of God in church. Um, and I loved it. And, you know, it's funny, like later on in my, work, my walk, I was just like, Lord, I don't know your Word. He said, are you kidding me? You read it your whole life. Um, and I always had a relationship with him, but it's, it's not like it is now. I never looked at religion. I, I always did have a relationship with him. And, you know, when I was a teenager, um, I started realizing that I had these giftings. But I didn't call them giftings. I called them instincts because I didn't have a word for them. I didn't have a grid for it. Um, I would, you know, know things that would happen before they would happen. I, I remember uh, one time I drove by this intersection and I just knew somebody was going to die. It was kind of odd. I was like, my heart. And then we drove by. We literally went down the road, came back, and there was a bad accident. And somebody had just died. And I I didn't understand all of it. I didn't understand that it was a gifting that God was trying to to develop in me. And um, the enemy saw that gifting. And I, I struggled with depression. And we talked a lot about that, right? We talked about that. God wanted to, to deal with that the last day. And um, I uh, met my husband, and um, we're, we're married, and we have two children. I'm actually an occupational therapist by trade. I don't know if anybody knows what that is. It's kind of like a physical therapist, but not. I do more hands. Um, I'm actually an independent contractor, and what I love about that is that I minister all day. Because I can. Because I don't have a thumb over me saying, you can't. Because um, I've worked in facilities where actually the Lord would have me wor- uh, work with the ones that were dying. And I would bring them into encounters with Jesus. Um, sometimes I would have to close the door at a facility. But while I would range their arms and make, the, I would do my job. But I was there to minister and I was to, to do what he wanted me to do. And through that process... Um, you know, having the kids and their name are Eminem, Madison, and Matthew. They're, um, my daughter Madison is 20, and my son Matthew, Lord help me, is driving. He just turned 16. <laughs> ah! And um, my husband and I, we, after we had, it was after we had Matthew, I ended up having a car accident. And 
ever since I had the car accident, it was like everything, it was just this, you ever have, have something happen to you, it feels like it's like the snowball effect of all these different things go wrong. Well, that's kind of what happened to me. I had this snowball effect of, um, we, we ended up moving, my husband, my husband's a physician's assistant by trade, um, but he ended up working for uh, Lily doing diabetic medications. Long story short, we moved out to Indiana. And that was God's plan. Because that's where I began to find Jesus, to really find him. And But what happened was, after the accident, I, I then had this... Um, I don't want to go into this long story, but just to help you understand... I was given a flu shot and I was given allergy shots that really made me very, very sick. And I'm not kidding when I say sick. Um, it caused this immune reaction in my body that uh, caused me to have to go on steroids, very high dose, uh, orally and topically. And if uh, I know there's a nurse in the house, so she understands what steroids do. Um, but it caused me to get something called Cushing's. Does anybody know what that is? If you ever heard of it, it makes you gain a lot of weight. I gained 80 pounds in four months. Um, and it's still here. We'll get into that because God told me he's taken it off. And he gave that promise to me about six years ago. And he told me, don't you worry about your outside. Because someday you're, the beauty on the inside that you have is going to shine on the outside. And I'm more concerned about your insides. I don't like myself being this way, but that's okay. He told me he's going to take it off. And so I was so sick. Just to kind of try to give you a picture, what Cushing's does is it causes significant muscle weakness, proximal muscle weakness, which means here, 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 here. So I was so weak and debilitated, trying, no, not to mention away from family. And we were in Indianapolis where I had no family and I had a toddler and a five-year-old. Um, I was so sick that I couldn't climb the stairs. I had to crawl. I couldn't brush my teeth because my arms were so weak. And this went on for quite a while. Um, not to mention all the pain I had because of the accident. This snowball effect turned into about 30 different things wrong with me. Literally 30. I had a list. I don't even remember them all. There were so many. Honestly, there were so many I don't remember. And I don't care to remember them. Um, so, we, when I was in Indianapolis, we ended up going to this uh, charismatic Catholic church. And that's where I began to, to really find Jesus. It was the first time I ever felt the presence of God. And I knew he was always with me. I had times through my whole life, and I understand now. I didn't understand then. But I would feel kind of out of it. But it was that God was taking me in the spirit, and I didn't even know it. I understand now, and I could probably try to explain that later. But I, be, I found him. There was a, a chiropractor who was a Christian who they introduced me to the great physician. I never looked at him as the great physician. I looked at my doctors as a great uh, physician. I mean, they sent me to Mayo Clinic. Are you guys familiar with Mayo Clinic? Like, I was there twice, two weeks. And they couldn't help me. 
So when Mayo Clinic tells you they can't help you, that's a big deal because they're good. <laughs> they're really good. And, um, and then we had this last draw. They ended up doing a, an MRI and they found a pituitary tumor, which is like here and straight back. And uh, I was like, that's it. I can't do this anymore. You know, praise God. God is so faithful. He, my husband's company, he was going there to be a district manager, and then we were supposed to move to Florida. That was our plans. I still talk about that, about going to Florida, because <laughs> my flesh wants to be in Florida. I don't like this cold, this cold weather. But, um, so in the process of his company allowing us to move back, we were on a moving trip, so to speak, where you have to find a house in three days. So picture that. It's pretty stressful. While I'm sick, you got kids. So and, and, and in that process, I had an appointment to see a specialist in Philadelphia because that type of tumor is very, you got to be careful with it. It's... So we go, we find the house, praise God. It was a more house than, which is the same house we're still in now. It was more than really kind of what we can afford, but I just, when I walked on the property, I had this vision of us, my husband and I growing old together there, and I just knew that we were supposed to be there. And uh, so we go to the appointment in Philadelphia, and the doctor's like, there's no pituitary tumor. It's not there. It's like he couldn't explain it, but I knew. God had other plans. Sometimes our plans are not his. And that was kind of God's way he used that to move my husband and I back to northeast Pennsylvania because that is where I'm called. Even though my flesh wants Florida. (laughs) I could visit Florida. And again, at that point, I still didn't have the relationship fully surrendered to God at that point we moved back I ended up I don't know I don't know the exact time frame but ended up being here for maybe two years and I got sick and tired of being sick and tired I ended up getting adrenal insufficiency do you all know what that is you can't function without cortisol in your body and I was crashing like literally I couldn't do anything if I brushed my teeth, it would take everything, and I would crash. I almost fell asleep driving. I, would, I was so concerned about getting this weight off and being in shape. I'd go to the gym, and I'm almost killing myself because my adrenals can't keep up with what I need to do. Which, by the way, God just recently healed me of after Cindy Jacobs pointed me out, and I was under glory for two hours. That just happened about six months ago. Um, but God is faithful he is faithful in the midst of we talked about that the last two days of all the chaos and all the the trials and the tribulations and the things that we face he is always faithful and I was I was um, you guys have heard of God TV it's a Christian channel I don't know if anybody, again, some of the things I might tell you might sound strange. You could take it up with the Lord. 
um, when I was sick, going back to Indiana, I would have the TV on, and I always held on to Jesus in my way that I knew how to hold on to him, to try to draw strength from him as I'm laying in my bed, not really being able to do anything. And all of a sudden, I'm watching the TV, and the channel changes on its own. I'm like, what in the world? I turn it back. It goes back again. Joyce Meyer is preaching. I never heard of Joyce Meyer. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Joyce Meyer. I love her. But God loves her, too, because God changed my TV channel to watch Joyce Meyer. And he's done it several times. So fast forward going to... um, being here in Pennsylvania, I was sitting on my couch watching God TV, and I, they talked about sending in this prayer request, and they were putting all these prayers at the foot of Mount Zion, and I'm like, you know, I just feel like I'm supposed to do that, so I wrote up these prayers, and, it, and apparently it's still staying there at the foot of Mount Zion, and um, I'm sitting in my living room, I'm by myself in the dark, and I put on the 700 Club, and the 700 Club is covering a revival, which honestly, I've never really watched a revival. I'm just being honest. I never watched it. I was like, oh, look at these people. Look at them getting touched. They're, they're getting healed. And then as I have the, the TV on, I get the same experience again where the channel changes, and it goes to the revival. And I started watching this revival, and I'm just, I'm literally sitting there with my mouth like, huh? <laughs> like, does God really touch people like this? Does he really heal people? Like, I know his word says that, but, you know, I wanted to see it with my own eyes. Something started happening in me. And I just, that happened, I think it was just, this is a long time ago, so I'm trying to remember, so forgive me if the details aren't exact, but, um... Sorry, I'm getting dry. A lot of talking today. <clears throat> My husband will say, that's normal. He's Italian, so I'm just saying. He talks a little more with his hands. <laughs> um, so I'm... The reason why God wants me to share, you, share all this with you is to see faithfulness and to see what encounters do. Because God wants you to encounter him. So I was sitting in the living room again. I was by myself. And I'm just like, oh God, I can't do this anymore. I just got, you know when you just get the end of yourself? Have any of you ever been there? Just end of yourself. I'm not my, as my husband always says, I, I'm a strong, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Polish woman. We're known to being just strong and brutes and be able to do a lot of things and try to do everything yourself, right? And that's when I, that night was the night I came to the end of myself because Jesus Christ himself was in my living room. And I'll never forget it. He didn't talk to me, but he did try to get me to follow him. And while the TV was on, the revival was playing, 
And it's funny, when I saw him, it didn't shock me at all that he was standing in my living room. I did see him when I was a teenager. What, what I'm saying is that I've been taken in the spirit my whole life and didn't realize it. So when I see things, it doesn't surprise me. I didn't understand that until later. But he kept trying to get me to follow him. He would come, he'd turn around. And, and I was being stubborn. I was stubborn. And I said out loud, I'm saying this to Jesus. I said, where do you want me to go? And I knew where he wanted me to go. He, when I said that, he walked into the TV and he disappeared. And something happened in me. I had this, this hope, this excitement, this, uh, like, what is going to happen? I like leapt off my couch and I'm like, I knew, I even knew when I needed to be there. It was like he instantly imparted all of these things. You're supposed to go here then. It was like a week from the day or something like that. And picture trying to tell your husband this. Now he <laughs> tried to explain this to my husband. And do you know, God, he completely accepted it. God gave him this grace. He helped me. You want to talk about God. When God wants to do something, he takes care of it. I had free airline tickets. This was Memorial Day weekend, I think, where we owned a timeshare in Florida I called them they said oh my gosh we've been sold out forever one just cancelled right before you called I had a place to stay it only cost me a rental car and it was like a hundred bucks for the week or something it was some crazy price and I took my (laughs) mother-in-law praise God my husband's like take my mom I'm like oh because we have kids you know we couldn't both go um all I knew, I, and, and then it was like a day later, the preacher starts talking about, and I'm going to preach on, I think it was Monday, the spirit of infirmity. And I didn't know what that was. You know, <laughs> I didn't. But I leapt off the couch and I said, that's when I need to be there. It's like I knew. And then I was upset that we couldn't get the tickets in time to, to go to be there for that day. <laughs> and then my mother-in-law says to me, God's the one taking you there. He's going to work it all out. What are you worried about? So we book, we book the tickets. We get there. We drive into town, and you can literally feel the tangible presence of God. And I went there expecting. I went, you know what I went? I went there with a list written on a piece of paper of 30 diagnoses. 30. Because I was giving it to Jesus. Because Jesus is not going to show up in my living room and not heal me. And so we went. Got there on that Monday and the first thing that I did was publicly really give my life to Christ. And I did it in front of millions of people. And apparently they told me the camera's in front of the, my face, which I didn't even realize because I was sobbing. And my life completely changed since then. I was there one week. He saved me. He healed me. He delivered me. 
baptized me in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, and was using me to heal people. Using my hands, Jesus was healing people. He heals us. He uses us. That's my, that's my journey. And the funny part was Wednesday, when I was there, he goes, okay, tonight I'm going to preach on the spirit of infirmity. You see, he never did it on that Monday. But God knew. And I was there. And because of this, this journey, the way this journey started for me with the Lord, I guess you can say in a way he's made it easy for me to trust him because he, he says it, I believe it, and he does it. So for me, when he tells me something, I know he's going to do it because that's been my history with him. And it was like the truth of God's word washed over me and began to heal me. And I began to, where I was crunched over in pain, literally my life was just in so much pain that the Spirit of God, which is he's, it's kind of funny, he actually had me bent back the entire week. I was just so filled with his presence. And he healed my back. And just being in this reverse position... He's faithful. It doesn't mean I wasn't tested. But I can tell you that the only thing left wrong with me is hypertension and this weight and reflux. Everything else is gone. God, the great physician, healed me of everything everything and I'm just waiting because I know that he's going to take this weight off because I did what he wanted and was more more concerned about what's in here what's in here because that's what's important how much of him do you want These encounters I had, this is not me standing up there and saying, look at me, I'm some special person. No, no way. No way. No way. This is God saying he wants to encounter you. He's saying what is available. We don't even have a clue what is available to us. I think one of the most powerful statements in the Bible is when Moses says, Lord, show me your glory. Can you be bold enough to pray that prayer? Show me your glory. Sometimes I don't think we ask. 
So he says to you again, how much do you want of me? After I came back from Florida, the Lord just orchestrated so many things and brought me to, well, before I get into that, my, I came back and <laughs> my husband's like, what happened to you? I think it freaked him out a little. And God hears our prayers. The one night, he's just reminding me of this. I don't know how I could forget this. But, because I've just had so many different encounters with him. But um, the one day at home, actually my husband, he actually asked me to go talk to our Catholic priest. To, because he wanted to make sure I wasn't nuts. (laughs) Honestly. So I did. I honored my husband. And I did that. And I sat with the priest for a couple hours. He's like, who am I to judge the encounters that you're having? So I came back and I told my husband, and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but there's something to be said about honor. There is. Yep. And um, so the one night I, uh, I think my husband fell asleep upstairs, which is odd for him. He normally doesn't do that. I don't even, I don't know what he was doing, but I was downstairs and the Holy Spirit wakes me up. And he says, go get your husband. I'm like, okay. And I did it begrudgingly. I'm just being honest. I don't like being woken up in the middle of the night. I went upstairs to get him and brought him downstairs. And uh, the Lord said, Put, lay your hands on him. And when I did, my eyes became completely white. I could not see anything but completely white. It was as if I was possessed by the Holy Spirit. And it was. That's what it was. And we ended up having an encounter for an hour that felt like an earthquake in our bedroom. We couldn't talk. We couldn't move. And I'm like, well, Lord, you know what you're doing. And we came out, my husband, we, came, we finally came out of it. We were able to move. And, <clears throat> and my husband's like, whoa, 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 what was that? And, and then all of a sudden he's like, to me what it smelled like and I'm like honey I don't smell it but that's God and he's here for you he wants you to know that he's real that he's powerful that he wants to touch you that he loves you three days later I mean it kind of rocked him honestly three days later he finally admitted to me he couldn't tell me that night he said that day and he's never prayed for himself ever He said, I raised my hands to the Lord, which I don't think he ever did that before either. And he said, I prayed, God, please let me experience what she experiences so I don't think she's nuts. God, and I said, Nick, God answered your prayer the very day that you asked. What do you want from the Lord? What do you want? from him when he answers you it may not look I wasn't expecting to have an earthquake experience in the bedroom I don't think my husband was either 
But apparently God knew that it needed to be that dramatic because it was in these encounters that my husband is saved. My children are saved. They have a relationship with the Lord. It was through encounter. My husband's had visions of Jesus coming to him and releasing sun over him. And it just, he just got hit with this love and this light. Things happening like um, we've been, we've ever since God put Joyce Meyer Ministries into my life, we, we partnered with them. And my husband, I was away and my husband was extremely sick all of a sudden. Well, guess what happened? Joyce Meyer Ministries calls my house. They never called my house before. Like, do you need prayer for anything? This is before my husband was saved. See, God does these little things because he's drawing us. He's wooing us. And do you know God healed him on that bed? Through the phone. Through the woman praying or whoever called to pray. You know, when I was in Florida, I didn't even understand what I was praying but I'm having, I'm having these instant encounters with God. And I'm saying to him, God, break me in like a horse. I didn't even understand what I was saying. It was just coming out of my mouth. And I just feel my whole insides open up because I gave him permission to do what he wanted in my life. I've allowed him to touch me any way he wants I don't care. I, I, I didn't care what it looked like. I think at one point, I, I'm at this revival and the Holy Spirit is on me so strong. I'm shaking. I'm vi- I cannot contain the, the power that's sourcing through my body. And these people would just come up to me and they wanted me to lay hands on them and I... And they instantly are just filled with the spirit and the love and the presence of God. And instantly healed. And then the Lord says to me the one night, he's like, get up. I'm like, okay, I want you to go to the wheelchair section. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I went and I just started laying hands on people. One lady didn't need her glasses anymore. The leg grew out. I mean, it was just, I looked like a crazy woman, honestly. My hair is flying. I'm just being honest. In that time, I had gold dust all over me. We were literally, we were inside. I was getting hit with raindrops on my skin. You can tan- And I'm looking up, I'm saying, is there somebody with a water bottle? Like, can you try to explain these things? Because some things, they're mysteries. You know, you can't explain them. But so all these things, all these encounters have helped me stay on this path with God. First of all, they helped me get on the path. (laughs) They helped me get on the path of this beautiful, holy, relationship and I'm almost feeling like what the Lord is even showing me right now 
died so we can be close to him. And not, he doesn't want one drop, not one drop of that sacrifice wasted, not one drop, not one. And because of that, this tremendous sacrifice we can have that communion with him we could have an intimacy with him we could have the greatest relationship that you will ever have in your entire life with a holy living loving God who has eyes of fire for you He's no respecter of persons. How much do you want of him? I couldn't think of a safer place to be in the arms of Jesus. And like he was saying last night, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. See, I wanted all of him. And through all of the trials and the tribulations that I've had, the only thing that has gotten me through, only thing, is my eyes being fixated on the one, the only one, who loves me. And I know that he wants this relationship with me. So I embrace it. I embrace it. Does that mean that the trials and tribulations don't come? Mm-mm. It's just like in his word when I read earlier, he talked about they're going to come. In this world, you're going to have trouble. But when your feet are set upon the rock and your eyes are fixated on his eyes, the enemy will try to push you off but you're steadfast and your gaze is upon him see he is literally my everything my doctors couldn't be my everything I tried that first (laughs) they couldn't my poor husband I even looked to him and put pressure on him that didn't need to be because I needed help. It was him and him alone.
And it is in the gaze and in the fixing of the eyes where we truly find our freedom. It's where our focus should be. The problem will try to take you. The trial will try to take you. The tribulation will try to take you into the ways of the world, into the ways of the enemy to try to derail you. Because ultimately, he wants to tear you from the arms of your lover. It's really seems, it sounds so simple. (laughs) But I know it's hard because it's really easy to want to look to the left and to look to the right. But I think God has made it pretty clear this weekend. If he's saying he wants to take you from tragedy to triumph, believe him. Believe the truth. Come out of agreement with the lies. Number one, a lie that even tells you, well, I'm not, I'm not good enough to be close to God. Well, I need to get cleaned up first. Well, how do you think you get cleaned up? It's being close to him. He accepts you just the way you are. He'll bring the change that's needed. Trust him that he's going he's gonna to do that. God has told me that wherever my foot treads, that I am to proclaim victory. So I believe part of the reason God has sent me here is to proclaim victory. So in the name of Jesus, I proclaim this place is a place of victory. I declare and decree that every spirit of heaviness that would try to weigh you down is cast as far as the east is from the west. I declare and decree that you will be a people that will keep your eyes fixed and gazed on the Holy One who loves you with an everlasting love who will never leave you will never forsake you will never steer you wrong will turn all things together to good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose all things not some things all I declare that over you. I declare over you that no weapon formed against you shall prosper in any way. I declare and decree in the name of Jesus that if the enemy tries to tempt you with fear, 
anxiety, frustration, a past sinful behavior, a lie that tells you I'm not good enough, that I can't do this anymore. Any lie that's contrary to what God has told you or contrary to his word. I declare and decree that you will recognize it instantly. And when you're on that path, that you won't even veer. And this is, I actually pray this. That we won't even, Lord, keep me on your straight and narrow path. That I will not even waver, not one millimeter. Because it's a lot easier to get back on the track. Have you ever run off the road and you get off just a little bit, but the further you go, it's harder to bring the wheel back on? Well, it's the same thing with this path with God that we're on, this path of destiny, this path of faith. So I declare and decree that you will have instant ability and discernment to recognize when the enemy would try to steer you away. I declare and decree in the name of Jesus that you will make time to be with him. I pray that he will give you a little nudge to say, come here, daughter. Come here, son. Come away with me. I want to spend time with you. I want to talk to you. If you want more of him and you answered that question in your heart I really feel like the Lord wants me to ask you to come up and I just want to step into how he uses me into bringing people into encounters with him and also to impart victory an ability to persevere in all things and in all circumstances so if you want that Jesus' name. Remember what he said to you. Don't be afraid. Who more can you trust than the very one who created you? Who knows you more intimately than you even know yourself?